Hello, and welcome to the Blossoms of Courage podcast, a podcast designed to inspire the women of today with the women of yesterday. I'm your host, Maddie May. Today, I'm going to be telling you about one of my favorites. It probably seems like I say that for all of them, but I am serious, though. I've never been good at picking favorites. Today's Blossom of Courage had a short yet sad life. I remember the first time I actually celebrated Reformation Day, knowing what it meant to me and my faith. My family encouraged all the kids to dress up and give a speech on someone from that time frame. I flipped through our books and a children's book on Lady Jane Grey by Simonetta Carr. You might remember she also wrote a book about Olympia Murata, and I'll link, I'll add the link in the description. Being an avid reader, I read through the book and decided I would be Lady Jane. I think my imp- first impressions as an 11 or 12-year-old was that she was beautiful, wise, and strong in faith. She was someone I wanted to strive and be like. My mom helped me put together a costume and headpiece. I was so proud of it. I felt like a real princess. For my speech, I read the last letter that Lady Jane wrote from the Tower of London the night before she was executed. And I'll read that letter at the close of this podcast. Lady Jane Grey was born in the autumn of 1537. She was the eldest daughter and child of Lady Frances and Henry Grey, 1st Duke of Suffolk. She was also the great-granddaughter of Henry VII and the cousin of Edward VI. Because Edward and Jane were around the same age, there was talk of them marrying around 1549, but that never happened as Edward had ill health his entire life. As was customary at this time for the daughters of noblemen, 10-year-old Jane was sent to the home of Catherine Parr and her new husband, Thomas Seymour. Jane enjoyed her time there. Catherine was kind and trained Jane in the Protestant faith. It was also said that there might have been issues of abuse at home, but this can't really be proven. While with Catherine, Jane was well-educated in Latin, Greek, Italian, French, and Hebrew. She preferred to study to the regular sports of the time. She remained with Catherine until 1548, when Catherine died shortly after childbirth and Thomas was beheaded for treason. In May 1553, Jane was married to Lord Guilford Diddley. Sadly, she barely knew him and was basically forced into the marriage. It was, the, it was ultimately the schemes of John Dudley, the Duke of Northumberland, her father-in-law, who caused her downfall. Soon after, King Edward fell deathly ill with tuberculosis. Because King Edward was Protestant, he wished to put a Protestant on the throne. With the persuasion of John Dudley, Edward chose his cousin Lady Jane to be Queen of England over his half-sister Mary, who was a staunch Catholic, and would later become known as Bloody Mary because of the amount of Protestants she had martyred. On July 6, 1553, King Edward died, and four days later, Lady Jane Grey was informed that she was now Queen, shortly after she was proclaimed Queen of England. On July 19th, Mary rallied her supporters and marched through London, taking control. Mary was proclaimed King of England. Jane and Guilford were imprisoned in the Tower of London. After a number of political events, it was decided that Jane and her husband would be executed for high treason. The execution was scheduled for February 9, 1554. It was then postponed to give Jane three days to become a Roman Catholic. She refused. On February 12, 1554, Guilford was beheaded. His headless body was carried in a cart past Jane's window in the tower. Upon ascending the scaffold herself, Jane gave a short speech. Good people, I am come hither to die, and by law I am condemned to the same. The fact indeed against the Queen's Highness was unlawful, and consenting thereunto by me. But touching the procurement and desires thereof by me, or, or on my behalf, I do wash my hands thereof, an innocency before God, and the face of you good Christian people this day. Jane then pleaded with the executioner, I pray you, dispatch me quickly. 
She was blindfolded, then kneeled down. Unable to find the block, she cried out, What shall I do? Where is it? She was then guided to the block. Jane was beheaded at only 16 years old. She remained faithful to God until the end. In closing, I'd like to read the last letter that Jane wrote to her younger sister Catherine the night before her execution. I have here sent to you, good sister Catherine, a book, which although it not be outwardly trimmed with gold, yet inwardly it is worth more than precious stones. It is the book, dear sister, of the law of the Lord. It is his testament and last will, which he bequeathed unto us wretches, which shall lead you to the path of eternal joy. And if you with a good mind read it, and with an earnest mind do purpose to follow it, it shall bring you to an immortal and everlasting life. It shall teach you to live and learn to die. It shall win you more than you should have gained by the possession of your woeful father's lands. For as if God had prospered him, you should have inherited his lands. So, if you apply diligently this book, seeking to direct your life after it, you shall be an inheritor of such riches, as neither thief shall steal, neither the moths corrupt. Desire with David, good sister, to understand the law of the Lord. Live still to die, that by death you may purchase eternal life. And trust not that the tenderness of your age shall lengthen your life. For as soon, if God call, go with the young as the old, and labor always to learn to die. Defy the world, deny the devil, and despise the flesh, and delight yourself only in the Lord. Be penitent for your sins, and despair not. Be strong in faith, and yet presume not. And desire with St. Paul to be dissolved, and to be with Christ, with whom even in death there is life. Be like the good servant, and even at midnight be waking, lest when death cometh and stealeth upon you as a thief in the night, you be with the evil servant found sleeping, and lest for lack of oil you found, be found like the five foolish women, and like him that had not on the wedding garment, and then you be cast out from the marriage. Rejoice in Christ as I do. Follow the steps of your master Christ, and take up your cross. Lay your sins on his back, and always embrace him. And as touching my death, rejoice as I do, good sister, that I shall be delivered of this corruption and put on incorruption. For am I assured that I shall, for losing my, of a mortal life, win an immortal life, the which I pray God grant you and send you of his grace to live in his fear and to die in the cru tr true Christian faith. From the, from the which, in God's name, I exhort you that you never swerve neither for hope of life nor fear of death. For if you will deny his truth for to strengthen out of your life, God will deny you and yet shorten your days. And if you will cleave to him, he will prolong your days to your comfort and his glory. To which glory God bring me now and you hereafter, when it pleaseth him to call you. Fare you well, good sister, and put only your trust in God, who only must help you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I had putting together putting it together. If you'd like to learn more about the life of Lady Jane Grey or attempt to read the above letter in Old English, I'll provide links in the description. This is the Blossoms of Courage podcast, a podcast designed to inspire the women of today with the women of yesterday. I'm your host, Maddie May. Tune in next time as we learn about another blossom of courage from the Reformation in England.